Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. We've created a new audio series, the Working Experience Masterclass, focused on advice to master skill, improve your life, and conquer work. Each podcast is short, roughly 10 minutes of actionable advice to push you forward in the game of life. Are you ready to hustle to an enlightened full life? Then buckle up and let the value pour into your ears. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. Y'all need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Man, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. Need to stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. flipping his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, and we're coming at you today with a master class on appreciation, Maddie. Listen, in our society we take a lot of things for granted. Many people are unhappy because they don't take time to appreciate what they have. They don't notice the simple things that make life good. People are How many times have you heard people say, I don't have this, or if only I made more money, or blah, 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 you know. Well, I I tell you that I'm in appreciation of, you know, our relationship and the working experience, but in reality, I'm not. I just tell you that. Actually, you don't tell me that at all. You tell me quite the opposite, actually. (laughs) It's usually pissing and moaning and you don't want to do it and I don't do enough work. Yeah, constant complaining. I don't do anything and all that. But yeah, I mean, if people make... 50 grand a year they they complain that they're not making 100 or if they make 100 they're complaining they're not making 200 i remember the guy from morgan stanley he was mentioned in the book the chicken shit club by jesse isinger who was one of our guests a long time ago one of our first guests he was great and the guy made a 45 million dollar bonus that was his bonus and he, wasn't enough he was mad it wasn't 60 he was mad <laughs> Most people don't wouldn't see fifteen million dollars the difference in five ten lifetimes, right? I would have loved to have been in that room when he went into his boss and threw the forty five million dollar check on the desk. I would have ripped it in half. <laughs> I'd have been like, "This is an in- why don't you just come and piss in my coffee or you know do that instead." Well, of did you know that there was a recent story that there was a guy that was caught that was. Uh, ejaculating in his boss's coffee, Matt, for like a year. Every morning he would eject, which, hey, that's some stamina, right? (laughs) (laughs) That that alone is impressive. And so I, I think he's facing like seven years in prison. He should. I mean, if I was the guy, the boss, I'd have to beat him to death with the coffee mug. How else could you go on with the rest of your life? Holy! I, I believe it was. I believe it was a female boss. Oh God! Yeah. Still, beat him to death with the uh, beat him. Beat him to death. Yeah. All right. So sometimes you got to wake up and you got to uh, you got to appreciate. You know, like number one, I had enough to eat today. Not not everybody can say that. 
that they had enough to eat. No, I mean, with all this stuff that we're going to go th- through, it's it's all perspective, right? It's your end perception. Like your, your ex- example with the $45 million bonus, like he was upset because his buddy got $60 million. So it was within that frame of reference that he was pissed off. Right. But if you look from a larger standpoint, even like, an Amer- you know, if you're quote unquote, you know, making $40,000 a year in America, you are the top, I think it's the top half of 1% in the world in terms of wealth. It's just, it's a, it's a crazy number. But in America, you're struggling probably, you know. In, yes, in America, I'm sorry, you're in the top 1% in the world. Right. But yes, in America, depending on where you live, $40,000, you could be struggling. Well, if you have two kids. Oh, if you're, oh, if it's a family of four or five, you're struggling. Yeah. yeah without uh, a doubt. There's a lot of people in this country, particularly during the pandemic, who did not get enough to eat today. They are worried. They're sitting in long lines at food banks because they don't have enough to eat. Uh, I saw this one in New Jersey. I mean, there were people in their cars, you know, and these were like, if you looked at this person, you'd think, you know, middle class doing pretty well and whatnot. They don't have enough to eat at home. Yeah, no, so, it's true. Uh, you want... So you should be thankful that you got a full belly. Yeah. Uh, I slept in a bed last night. Not everybody can say that, you know. Nice comfy bed. Got my uh, got my fourteen hours in. Uh, yeah, you know, and if you're um, you know if you're married and you got a, you got in a fight with the wife, you might have been sleeping with the dog on the couch. Yeah, or some people are sleeping in shelters. They're sleeping uh, on the street. They you know their people are facing mass evictions. I just heard this woman on the radio yesterday. She's got two kids she's a single mom and she's been receiving eviction notices she's like five months behind in her rent because she got her hours cut to 10 hours a week what are you gonna do with 10 hours a week you know how are they you know how are they processing this stuff in the courts i don't know like are the courts fully open i well a lot of it's zoom remote you know things like that but i that's part of the problem for a lot of people facing this is calling and trying to get somebody like what do I do like the, it's the they were talking to a woman who runs an agency dealing with this and she said I was on the phone with a woman and she's asking me what do I do and she's like I didn't have anything to tell her I didn't know what to say like are you honestly gonna have a woman and her two kids out on the street with no place to live like that's well, I, I know like within like New York City it's very very difficult to get someone evicted. And if I don't think they can evict anyone between the months of November and March or something. Like you can't throw someone out on the streets in the middle of February. Right. But a lot of folks, you know, they're recent immigrants. They don't, you know, a lot of landlords will bully them. They'll put padlocks on their doors. They'll serve these kind of BS looking legal documents. You know, it, it's right. Like scare tactics. Scare tactics. Exactly. And they terrify yeah. people, especially people who are undocumented. I mean, they don't, you know, they have resources, but uh, they're tough to, to get a hold of. And, and if you're not documented, you're, you know, you don't want any contact with any kind of legal system. So I had a bed to sleep in last night. I'll be, I'll appreciate that. You want to take the next one there? Yeah, so running water, uh, which we all, you know, pretty much in America take for granted. But I've been over in Africa where um, you, you know, you'd have to walk 
like five to ten miles to fill up water and then carry it back to your place. I mean, it's you know you you take it for granted that you just go over to the faucet and you turn yeah. you turn it on and water comes out. And people in this country still go buy bottled water. Yeah. I just want to say, no one can see, but Matt just took a sip of bottled water. Yeah, but see, I have this. I fill it up from the tap in my home. <laughs> I, yeah, sure, sure you do. All right, this bottle. These cases are delivered. Well, a kid gave me a case of water last year because someone had stolen, at, this is at work, someone had stolen three water bottles from me. They were, I think I've told this story before, they, they were refillable water bottles that I bought right, right. to keep at school. Three of them were stolen. And I think I know who did it. So there was a running joke about Mr. Kerr's water bottle. Has anyone seen it? And then the kid bought me a case of water. Uh, you know, I, I do the, I do the like the stainless steel. I do those pop ones and I just fill it with water. I squeeze some lemon and limes in there and I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, my health is pretty good. You know, it's pretty good, not bad. I have a few aches and pains. I'm a type two diabetic, but I just listen. Know. If you're healthy, right? I, I like how you said my health is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's somewhere around the goodness yeah, range. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But if you're if you like if you're healthy, like if you're not in a hospital, yeah. if if you don't have you know constant pain or or something, I mean that's something to be appreciative of. Yes. Plus, I've been going to Planet Fitness. I've been hitting the weight machines, dude. I'm, I'm freaking huge, bro. Okay, <laughs> I'm like I'm huge. Do you, do you when you get there and you saddle up to the weight rack? Do you take your shirt off and start <laughs> stretching? You know what I saw someone wearing? Ugh. it was basically a hoodie tank top. This garment made no sense to me whatsoever. The, the it was a sleeveless hoodie. I'm sure you've seen those, yes. which are utterly ridiculous. And then this one in the back was like a tank top. It was the, just the... I saw, there was, the, the last time I went there, there was a, a, a young girl there. She's probably in her low 20s, um, wearing a very revealing outfit, yeah. like the yoga pants and the tights, and a very, very fit body, yeah. right? So she's working out, and she's doing one of these exercises where she, like, grabs the cable, like, through her legs, and, like, I think it's, like, hip thrusters or something. Yeah. For your like your your glutes and your hips, very suggestive movement. <laughs> the guy next to him, uh, the guy next to her was probably in his mid forties, and was Matt was like a deer in headlights, <laughs> glazing straight out. So I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, I mean, obviously, if you're a guy in there, you're gonna you're gonna look at this girl. Yeah. There's there's no other way. Yeah. But then there's like taking a look, and then there's like the death stare. Yes. This guy. So he's looking at him like, oh man, this guy's got to look away. Yeah. It's so obvious. And she's facing him. He doesn't even, he doesn't care. He's looking straight at her. <laughs> then he starts his next set. And I'm like, okay, starting his set, he's going to like look away. Nope. nope. He's doing his set looking at her. Jesus. So, so creepy. I actually feel bad for the girl. The girl can't work out. I know. She should really come to the gym in like baggy sweatpants. <laughs> Hey, let's not no, blame funny. her. You know, it's on him. Let's not blame. Her. No, it's on. It's on him. But <laughs> this the, is like I feel bad well, for her. But you have to realize there are yeah creepy guys out there. Yes, um, this guy. This guy was one of them. All right, so let's go on to the next uh, one. So I feel safe. I'm pretty safe. 
you know? I, hey, you're safe. Yeah, I can walk out my Warm front house. Door. Yeah, and again, not. I mean, even in America, you know, other countries, obviously, some places are, you know, Syria and all that. But even in America, you know, there are some neighborhoods, people, just working people, they don't feel safe. You know, it's hard for them. I mean, both you and I went to school in the Bronx. That's a tough place to be a kid, you know, go out and ride your bike or whatever. It's rough. Uh, yeah, no, it's rough. So, you know, it's I'm pretty safe. Uh, number six, I have some money in the bank. You know, a lot of people in this country, and again, I, I reference this country because, you know, if we took in the world, it's a whole different perspective. But, you know, a lot of people in this country, especially now, they said if they got hit with a $500 surprise bill, they don't have the money to pay it. And they're really worried about next month. And, yeah, uh, no, no, it is. It's true. It's true. But even like, again, even if you think that, you know, it look, even if you have like no money in the bank and you're not in debt, you're still ahead of a lot yes, of people. Right, exactly. And a lot of people go into debt. And, you know, Elizabeth Warren wrote very eloquently about this, that, you know, it used to be like, you're in debt, you're a deadbeat, you don't know how to manage money, you're, you know, you spend money on stupid things. And that's just not true. You know, people run into health problems. You know, if, if you're, you know, a fit, let's say you said $40,000, you know, if you've got two kids and then your car breaks down, you know, and you, you got, or the refrigerator breaks, like you can't wait on those things. So then you put it on the credit card. And then, you know, a health problem arises and things like that. I, a lot of families have referenced being bankrupted by a family member with an addiction because they just, it's rehab and that, that gets horrendously expensive. Or it, it could also be you go, you don't have health insurance and yeah. you go and you get a, a medical bill could put you in the poor house. Yeah. And that affects your credit, you know, you know. I think people are more aware of it now, but there was no mercy. They just, these judges and whatnot, they didn't care. I uh, got my family, you know, for better or for worse sometimes, but I have a pretty solid family. You know, I have people who care about me. I got a support system. And again, not everybody has that. Yep, you got family, you got friends, right? This next one, circle of friends. This next one, I was very on the fence of putting on this list. <laughs> very De on the fence. Define friend. Yeah, exactly. Usually they're my enemies as well. I have to put them on. But I remember a friend of mine had a really good line. He had this woman had broken up with him. This is some year, I don't know, probably fifteen years ago. And she gave him the line of, well, we can still be friends. And his line was, I already have friends and I don't even like them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got enough friends and we can barely stand each other. I don't need you. Well, I, re I read an article recently that a lot of uh, like young, young people don't have friends that they can count on. It's very like superficial, like social media buddies and friends. And what I've found, like, as I've gotten older, like, I don't have, like your, like your friend, Matt, I don't have time to make new friends. No. Like, I have a core group of friends that I've known for decades. Right. And I'm, and I'm good. I'm good with that. Not that I'm not going to be friendly to someone that I just met or if they want to become friendly with me, it could develop. But I'm not searching for my next buddy out there. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not chatting up you know what uh, I'm gonna, Tim at the bus stop. You know what I'm going to set up? It's, a, it's like Tinder, but it's for buddies. I'm looking for a buddy. <laughs> yes. Someone to hang with. You know what I'm saying? Just, Matt, that is a really good idea. That, great? that is 
just call it buddies. Buddies. You know, we can buddies. <laughs> Come on. Do you imagine the dark crap that would go on <laughs> on the buddies app? <laughs> and your intention is pure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I but find... there'd be all sort of a- there'd be all sort of acts yeah. in like lingo under buddies. buddies. <laughs> I, I find as I move through life, my friends are the ones who can tolerate me. That's everybody else has <laughs> yes. fallen away. They under they understand they the, the complexity of Maddie K. They're generous. They 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 tolerate me. So it's like okay, you know, there you go. That's that's pretty high bar for me. Uh, I have freedom. I have relative freedom to do what I want. You know, I can quit my job. I can do something else. Like you know, in a lot of societies. You know, economic, obviously money plays a lot into freedom, too. Um, But, you know, I mean, in this country, it goes with safety. I mean, you know, it depends on how you define freedom. But, uh, you know, you're relatively free. You you can, you're not. I mean, and I also think that, you know, it's dependent on the country. Like here in America, we're probably the freest country on the face of the earth. I mean, even like people think like Canada, like. Canada does not have freedom of speech. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, there's no free. There's no freedom of speech in Canada. I always think, get tossed in jail. I always think of them as a somewhat more genteel society, gentle society. You know, but that's probably yes. a stereotype. And we're, and we're the we're the we're the rough like Jersey Shore yes. component to Canada. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, this is a stereotype, but it you know. Things in America are very much about money, you know, how much money you have and and all of that. And a lot of people equate that with freedom. You know, if they win the lottery, everything's going to be great. And that, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's not. not true. Well, I, I mean, it could, you know, hey, look, if, if people are in debt and they get a hundred grand and it's like, thank God I can, you know, pay this off, pay that off and da da da. But there are also a significant amount of people who win the lottery and they end up in jail. They end up with drug addictions. They end up with a lot of problems. Yeah, dude, if, if I'm winning the lottery, I'm not paying off my debts. I'm going right to Vegas. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, with some people, it doesn't matter how much money you hand them. They're just going to be irresponsible. Well, the, well, it's statistically, if you look at, I think it's like 80% of all lottery winners five years later are broke. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any fight. And I mean, these and some of them are massive, massive uh, lottery winnings, yeah. like tens of millions of dollars, and they just blow. Look, you can you can blow through tens of millions of dollars. Look at Fifty Cent, uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. I mean, they're the examples are are plentiful. Well, I think you get that much money, and people flock to you who are just going to bleed you dry. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so, you know, I think just to wrap it up, a lot of the things I think I need are often just, you know, useless luxuries. Like, I have six pairs of shoes and sneakers, which probably isn't that money for the average person. But, you know, do I, I bought a pair of Birkenstocks. Do I need a pair of Birkenstocks? No, I don't. But I have them, <laughs> you know, so. I mean, six pairs is, I'd say that's kind of on the lean side there, Matt. Yeah, that includes sneakers. I have a pair of sneakers. I probably have about uh, an even dozen, even Baker's wow. dozen, I'd say. Wow. I have two yeah. pairs of dress shoes. I have a pair of sneakers. I have an old pair up in New Hampshire. So I have seven. Yeah, you know. Then I have Tevas. I have, uh, yeah, a couple other kind of casual shoes. You know, I'm not that much of a clothes horse. So 
Um, all right, everybody. Well, hey, look, you know, this is the holiday season. Appreciate what you got, you know, spending time with people, even though it's tough right now. That's what they remember much more than buying them some useless gift they don't need. So just things to keep in mind. Yep. Well, thank you, every, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. As always, check us out at theworkingexperience.com, and we'll be back at you with another master class, another podcast. we got some guests coming up. It's, uh, it's exciting times over here at The Working Experience. Exciting times. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.